Camp Good Boy podcast. Special, special guest. Special guest. <laughs> All the way from the Sunshine State. Miami's finest. <laughs> Omar, what up, dude? Hey, what's up, dude? You know, last time we spoke, I was supposed to do the next one, like, there. Oh, yeah, because of the plague. The plague. That's <laughs> mowing us down at 0.01% or whatever. I'm, I, I'm one of the lucky ones that survived here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you had COVID. I had it, dude. I, I, I can't wait to tell my great-grandkids that I survived the, the plague that, you know. Yeah, because you're, you're a Floridian. You, you guys don't fuck with masks uh, down yeah, there, right, right? right? I'm always about raw-dogging it, dude. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> wait, how, how did, do you know how you got it? Uh, yeah, dude. Um, trying to do personal development. Uh, literally, I, I've never been masked up, so... But I went to Tennessee for a personal development conference. I came back. It was Father's Day and all that. And I got an email, but I didn't open it. And I got a call from my ex-wife. And she's like, hey, you motherfucker. And I'm like, well, that's I thought it was just going to be a normal conversation because that's how (laughs) our conversations go. And she's like, you gave our daughters Corona and now I got it. And I'm like, oh, well. Yeah, and, and you know that that was it. And I was I was getting ready to write my obituary and stuff, but lo and behold, I survived. Oh Ooh. man, what was it? Was it tough? Were you uh, were you, <laughs> no, were you experiencing dude, I, symptoms? I, I've I've had worse hangovers. I've I've had worse bong hits. I've I've been <laughs> on worse first dates, blind dates, and all that. <laughs> Wait, that's so funny. I've had I, yeah, that's true. I've had wor- I haven't had COVID, but I've definitely had worse bong hits than like my like a flu. Yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> oh like your cough, like that cough of a big bong rib. Right, it's like oh, yeah, stinging. It's like a knife in your fucking lung. Oh, when you yeah. cough and then the smoke keeps coming out and then it keeps coming out. Yeah. That's basically COVID. I think you're going to cough up a lung and then like your friends and all that are looking at you like, you know, it's your first time. Yeah, we, we've all been there. Oh, or like a gravity bomb. Yeah. Oh my God, it's fucking brutal. So did you just uh, <laughs> lay low and watch Eddie Redmayne movies to... to uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they... they- I, I thought I was the only real symptom I had. Well, I, I had loss of, of taste, but some people said I had that when I got married and all that. So oh, I, wow. <laughs> oh, man. Shots, poor, major shots fired. No, the, the only thing I actually had was um, I mean, they could have taken my temperature and all that, and I, I could have gone to the casinos or done whatever. The only thing that I really had was, yeah, I, I, I was, I had this fatigue. Like, if I watched like every. Eddie Redmayne film available. <laughs> That'd be funny if one of the <laughs> symptoms was you, you started liking Eddie Redmayne. Yeah. Well, Eddie Redmayne just starts sounding really Redmayne. appealing. Yeah. You haven't heard much from Redmayne lately. Well, he was in the Chicago 7 movie, right? Oh, wait, that's right. That's yeah. Right. Um, so uh, we, we should introduce uh, Omar Madrano, which, by the way, I never, I never realized until today your name sounds like a, like a Cuban gangster. <laughs> Well, I, th- well, I thank you. I, I guess I'm a, I'm an original OG, and not not only am I a beaner, but I can actually speak English, which is always a plus, you know. Yeah, and um, but you're a motivational speaker who we've been following for a long time and have mm. become friends with. But you just um, finished your first book. Um, what if it did work? So congratulations. Yeah, thank you. It only took me three years since, or two years since I spoke to you guys. But, you know, it was a slow process. Three years feels like a good length for a book. Yeah, that feels right. 
totally. Like anybody that anybody that I listen to like on a podcast when they say they're writing a book, it's usually like they always bring it up over like a two to three year period. It's like mm-hmm. that just feels but uh, yeah, no, it feels like a book length. That feels totally like a book length. Now, were you were you down in Key West and like you know uh, <laughs> drinking in Hemingway's bars and uh, no, no, I, I was I was actually at Caesar's Palace. So yes, this this book was written in Las Vegas. Too. That is yeah. a great location to write a motivational book. Is Vegas? Oh, for sure. For <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Wait, I can. That is a good place. Like just sitting poolside. Yeah, yeah. What if it did work? <laughs> oh yeah, it really ups your game when it. You know, to one uh, like telling chicks, "Hey, I'm writing a book." And then when I actually had a PDF or I actually had like material, it's like you know, it really steps up your game. I mean, you guys, all you guys have to do is say, "Hey, we're screenwriters." And you, guys are laying pipe like plumbers well in some in some places in in la the screenwriter is kind of the low man on the totem pole but um it is crazy because you you know you create the whole movie but you know it's kind of like then it goes to the filmmakers they want nothing to do with the screenwriter the directors are the guys that walk into the party with the little the babes Mm -hmm. the screenwriters are kind of like just sitting around talking about like screenwriting screenwriting. (laughs) they're in the kitchen or outside huddle in the circle Well, generally speaking the screenwriters are just not they're like they know film but they're not charismatic enough to be directors so um yeah so you're well you're a fellow writer now we uh, uh, and, uh before you know it maybe i'll move out west yeah like what village people say go west totally well oh authors can roll into a a uh, party with the with the women like a director right like author definitely yeah screenwriter eh. well no yeah if you're at a party it's like oh, i'm a screenwriter it's usually like all right i'm out of here but yeah, if you're like i'm an it. author it's like oh, oh interesting <laughs> yeah so omar's in a better much better position <laughs> for sure well, well not really because it's a self-help book now if it was like a i don't know i think self-help book is you can kind of roll into oh, the, totally uh, all those guys yeah i think so mm-hmm. for sure so are you um so how just to give us a little background how did you how did you decide to write the book what was the what was the impetus i mean how did you get into i mean we've talked about this a little bit before but just for the for the new listeners uh um really what what happened was i mean at one time i i guess i was broken and fucked up like everybody else and you know i just delved into the world of personal development and you know just so much and, and really literally it's uh, all you really do is all you need is within you you know all the tools and all that and it was just something you know people would always listen i my, I guess my superpower is I can connect or repel people, and usually when I connect to them, they they listen to me. And but you know, it's well, interesting because your book is "What If It Did Work," and like that's just such a great way to look at anything. Mm. Like, why not look at it like that instead of the next? Because once you're like, "Oh, that's not going to work," it's like I I I, w- I used to wait um, tables at this restaurant, and this guy, this he looked like Shrek, and um, <laughs> and he was like, uh, "This Lamborghini pulled up," and the guy's like, he looks at me, he's like, "That'll never be." Yes. And I was like, well, no, it's not going to be me because I don't want that like scummy Lamborghini. I'd rather have like a Maserati or a Tesla, (laughs) but it's never going to be you because you just said that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. The power of words, the power of intention. People always just focus. Like when you uh, you ask your friends or, you know, they're they're going to the match.com or they're trying to find a date and they'll say they'll have a laundry list of what they don't want. But they never know what they really do want. And then they just attract, oh, I don't want a narcissist. I don't want this. I don't want a cheater. And that's what you're going to attract. But, yeah, a lot of times it's just the power of your own words. If you say, I suck, I suck, 
if you're like Beck and you keep on saying I'm a loser, baby, then you know what? You're a loser. Yeah. And, Ooh. and Beck is kind of a loser. I don't love Beck. Oh. Yeah. I'm not a Beck guy. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm indifferent. I <laughs> think he's way overweight, way overrated. Only has a couple songs. Wait, that would be kind of funny if Beck was overweight. <laughs> I know. Just like a big <laughs> fat Beck. I might be more, and he like just started playing blues. Oh, that would be, so I'd be like, I'll, I'll be all over that. Dude, yeah. not, now you guys are going to have Eddie Redmayne and Beck come after me for, for shitting on both of them. But you know, Omar, it's interesting because I don't know if you knew this or not, but when Mandela was in jail, he just started saying, what if I got out of here? What if I could get out of here? Mm. What if I could get out of here? And he'd say it every single day. And then he'd start to think about how he could make that happen. Right. Like, and, and the odds are completely stacked against him. But last I checked, Mandela got out of jail. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what was crazy was, you know, I remember being a little kid, everybody was like, it was, it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. They have, you know, all these hands across America and all these benefits and all that. And let's write a letter. And it, it looked like it was never going to happen. But the best part about the story was that, you know, most people, 99.9% of the people would have all this resentment, anger, hate, and just boil over. And like, you know, he was completely chill and all that. And he forgave everybody. And you know, to him, it, it, it is what it is. And it showed just, you know, just with compassion and, you know, it, it, a lot of lessons in that. But yeah, he, you know, if you visualize something, if, you know, I remember telling you guys, I knew I was going to write a book. Now, if I said, you know, yeah, I might write a book or, you know, for, for a while, like even before I told you guys, it was like, well, if I write a book, the only people that are going to read it is my mom and my kids. Well, that's, that's a limiting belief right there. I'm just throwing that out to the universe that I suck. So, mm-hmm. yeah, what, what if that's why in any aspect, yeah, what if it does work? What if, you know... Uh, you guys took the leap of faith and became screenwriters. So many people don't have the balls or the courage. They'll be like, oh, well, if, if I move out to the City of Angels, I'm just going to wait tables. I'm going to do this. And I suck and I suck. And, you know, it, it, it's like the abstract painter when you go there and it's a blank canvas or it's a canvas with an X on it. And it's like you look at it and you're like, well, I could have done that. Yeah. But, Someone else did that. Someone else had the courage to do it and and put it out there for others to see. Totally. And yeah. like our, our first film comes out June 16th, um, Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. It's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a film that's, that'll be out in theaters. And you know, it's interesting because I was at a family event like probably 15 years ago and I was like, I was telling someone as a family member and I was like, um, yeah, I am um, writing screenplays. And, and this person goes, you see, are you serious with that? You're serious with all that. Wow. Yeah. Who and, was it? and I'm not, I, I'm not uh, okay. going to say, but, and I'm like, I knew in that moment I was like, well, right now, I have a zillion times more of a chance to do this than you do. Right. Yeah. 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 But no. what happened? And so, and I know, and I know, like, you know, that with the film coming out, and it's a, it's a pretty big film, like, that person's probably going to see that and be like, I'm a fucking loser. Go jump off a building. And, you know, you realize that is one of the reasons why people are discourage you from going for stuff, because if you get it, you've confirmed that they don't have mm. what it takes to go for anything. Yeah, right. And really, all you have to do is just fucking go for it. The, mm. You've brought up the universe a couple of times. You can call it whatever we want. The universe loves when you just throw massive, crazy, unexpected things out yeah, into it. Totally. It's what it wants. 
you know? And when you do that, you get rewarded. Yeah. And it's not, that doesn't mean that it's going to be easy because if it was easy, it wouldn't be as awesome when it happened. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? When you throw out just bold, crazy, you know, stuff and like, like you, Omar, because I've just followed you on Instagram, like you're always out front and center. You're mm-hmm. always throwing your ideas out there. Like you don't care what anybody thinks. You, you're totally you mm-hmm. and, and you get rewarded for that. Well, it's because I don't want to listen to people, dude. I mean, I, I grew up in a middle-class neighborhood in Miami. But, you know, a lot of times what stops people is everybody to they, – they think they're saving their friend or their loved one and all that by putting fear in them and saying, well, it's not going to work. That's not for guys like you. You're not – you don't have the luck. And, you know, you, you, you get on someone's dreams. I've never told anybody, you know, hey, that that's not for you. You can't – it's not going to happen. Now, if somebody tells me this will never happen, I'll always agree with them because they're right. They just said it's not going to happen. But if somebody tells me, hey, you know what? I'm I'm going to be the next Steven Spielberg. I'll be like, good for you. I, I see it. You know, what's your plan? You know, it's funny. I watched Whiplash last night and the, the great scene when he when he really made the decision, like, I'm going for this. And mm-hmm. he had the conversation with his girlfriend. It's just like, look, we need to break up because like I'm I, I want to do this. I want to be a great drummer. And like you're going to want me to spend more time with you. And then you're going to start resenting me for wanting to do this. And then I'm going to start resenting you for keeping me from doing this. And it's like, that doesn't mean you can't have like a girlfriend or a relationship, but like, he's like, I just want to fucking be one of the greats. No, it means you're going to have groupies (laughs) instead of girlfriends. (laughs) Well, well, Flash is a great movie. I mean, I remember that line where, you know, the worst thing that you can tell somebody is good job or something Mm, like that. Yeah. And, I totally get it. I mean, be honest with me. If somebody tells me, you know, I don't like my book or I don't like the video or I don't like this because of this and it's constructive, I'll take it. But yeah, at, at, at the end of the day, you, you do not want to be with somebody that, that holds you back. Because, you know, it's like what Everclear once said, that sometimes the hand you hold is a, the hand that holds you down. Fuck yeah. yeah. The hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, Whiplash is insane. The, J.K. Simmons, Rowling Simmons. What's yeah, J.K. Rowling Jesus. Simmons. J.K. It's J.K. Rowling. He wrote, he wrote the Harry Potter books, right? <laughs> he yeah. literally, he, the, that whole movie is like one just like long con to get Miles Teller to be fucking amazing. Yeah. It's insane. He, he watches him drum in the <clears> beginning. <throat> and then he literally like tank, like. He has that jazz band up there at the end of Carnegie Hall. Like that's a big moment for all those musicians. Yet he's setting fucking Teller up to completely eat shit. Mm-hmm. But then te- I feel like it's and it's all a test. And then Teller leaves, and then he comes back and like rips like a Bonham song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like every and then, great and J.K. Simmons is just like, there we go. It's yep. fucking amazing. That, yeah. I forgot how great and that movie. Even is. though like that that performance probably tanked as far as like a performance, you know everybody is talking about that drummer. <laughs> yeah, right. And it's, it's just a, like whoa. It's dude. like this long con. Yeah. To just get him to be like are you really good or not like when i was watching it like when he has that conversation with his girlfriend i kind of had that moment a little bit in new york there wasn't a girl that was like i had only been on like three dates with her but she wasn't like i i i I remember she was like do you want to go to brunch and then i was like yeah sure but then i also wanted to go do this open mic Mm because it just when i started doing Mm stand-up and i was like really interested in it and i was literally like kind of at like a crossroads i was like if i go to brunch I'm probably going to have like some drinks and then we'll probably like go end up having dinner. And then I won't like do this open mic when literally, and I'd probably gotten laid, Mm -hmm. but like, 
Or go do an open mic where there was literally a dark room on the east side with fucking like six shitty comedians that mm-hmm. I had to go perform for that weren't going to laugh at any of my early jokes. And I was like, man, I'm going to that open mic. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I just kind of want to go do this open mic. And I think she was like, are you, you, you really want to go like do that? Like, it's like brunt. It's like a really good restaurant. I was like. I kind of just want to go to this open mic. Yeah. Like, and the, and I, I probably would have had a much better day going to going to hanging out with her, but I was mm. like, this awful, dingy, divey, shitty comedy club with seven just jaded fucking yeah. comedians that aren't going to laugh, like, sounds way more appealing. Like, <laughs> And that was literally my, my path and my whole time in New York City because, like, I kind of, like, took an, an assessment. I was like, I live in this illegal rental, this shitty rental that no girl wants to come over, mm-hmm. but I want to be in there fucking writing my shit, and then I want to go perform it. Like, sorry. Yeah. This is going to be my New York City adventure because this was, like, 2006, and I was mm-hmm. like... No, I'm going to go this route. And I didn't get laid a lot in New York City, and I never dated because I was out doing my shit. Yeah. And And now you have a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) If you went to brunch, dude, if you'd gone to brunch instead, you uh, might not have a podcast. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Dreams, you know, just being in comfort. Yeah. And get laid and all that. You changed your life because you would have picked her. You would have been in that comfort zone. You got laid here and there. You guys would have gone to the Sizzlers and Sabaros <laughs> out in New York and all that. And you would have been working at like a tire shop and all that. And you guys would have been like just fucking settling and all that. But you you went way past your comfort zone. You went what you took the past that the path less traveled or whatever that Robert Frost talks about. Um, I'm not I'm not a poet, so but. <laughs> Fucking Pat. And you didn't take <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, she was a really nice girl. I liked her a lot, but I was like, that was literally like, okay, yeah, I could go there, and then we're probably going to date, and then I probably will stop doing stand up, right? And like, I'll probably get a job, like a like a like a mid management job. Or it's, I don't no, know. Well, that's what happens. Uh, you know, you get involved in those relationships, and then you got to go to the dinners, and they're like, so what do you do? It's like I do comedy, and it's like that's the thing. They're like, get rid of this fucking. And guy. she had a friend that fucking thought the same thing. Yeah, and you know what? You know <laughs> Shout out to him. You know what? I will say, uh, Omar, to get back to um, one of the earlier points about people kind of putting you down. It, there's a Buddhist saying that when these things happen and people are mean to you and you know misfortunes happen, you give it cake. You should celebrate those moments more than the good moments because. Those are the things that are telling you, like, someone says, oh, you suck at this. You, all I want to do, all you want to do is be like, no, I'm going to kind of be better so I can prove you fucking mm-hmm. wrong. Mm-hmm. And- oh, I, completely. I, I use it as, as rocket fuel. Like, like my uh, ex-girlfriend, I, I was there, or she was there when I was writing the book and all that sent me like an email, you know, being pleasant and saying that I was a joke and and that I sucked and who the fuck was I and all that. And I'm like, why? Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) thank you. It was like, you know, just watch me now. Thank you for your kind words and all that. And it was funny because she's also like, you know, why don't you do something? Why don't you get off your ass and why don't you do Uber? And I'm like, Uber. I felt like telling her why are they fucking hiring me to public speak for them. Are they going to, you know, they need a coach or what? I'm not going to fucking drive fucking for uber eats or whatever but yeah yeah i i'd use um uh, all all the hate that's that's why a lot of times too I, I keep myself public both on instagram and on facebook and you know i'll never 
delete. I'll never block anybody. And if somebody wants to be a hater, I'll, I'll get DMs from people I grow up with. And they're like, why do you have this jerk off around? And I'm like, because this guy's fueling me. Mm -hmm. And you know, this chick's fueling me. So yeah, yeah, no, all, all the haters and all that. I, I just, I just use it as rocket fuel. It's like, thank you. Thank, well, thank you for your and it's these like it's the guys in high school that like were you know good at like track or whatever, and everyone's like, oh, you're so good and you're you're so good and you have the nice girlfriend and stuff like that. And you're like, well, fuck, I'm already awesome. I'll just go work at my dad's accounting firm and like I'm awesome. I don't need mm. to do anything else. Right. And it's like most of those people that were just like, oh, you're so great, and like mm. uh, it's good that they never really end up doing anything. It's usually like the the school shooters that uh, <laughs> that, that didn't that didn't decide to shoot up the school but it, it, you know went and did something channeled it in a more productive way yeah the, uh, it's it's so it's so funny you bring that up like the, the i feel like the people that didn't get the senior superlative are like crushing it now totally. versus the one like kind of maybe the dorky theater kid who's just like most likely to be on broadway and it's just like Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't see him in the Heights. Uh, yeah, he, he wasn't. I didn't. I don't remember seeing him in <laughs> Wicked at the uh, the Pantages. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, well, well, I know this guy's local. Uh, the dude, um, with Josh Glad or whoever, the guy that plays Olaf, and he got the last laugh. Yeah, he's, he's like you know killing it. I mean, he's got the people that are laughing at him now. Friggin', their kids are buying fucking goofy dolls that sound just like the guy no and yeah the people laughing now are the porn stars that he's <laughs> that he's fucking that laugh at his amazing jokes exactly exactly the, the, the place that the place i grew up with uh, you know i'm sure that they didn't look like shit and you know 30 years later but but then again the you know, a porn star, there's porn stars out there, fifties and sixties, 50 and 60 year olds. So I'm sure there's a market for everybody. So, mm -hmm. yeah, for sure. Well, uh, what do you think next? By the way, we were just talking, I think, and just, uh, talking to you now, I feel like you should do the, uh, audio book version. Of oh, the book. Yeah, Cause I you think your, to. your personality is like a big part of it. And I, I feel like just like a little four ninety nine download mm -hmm. that would be mm -hmm. people listening oh, to it in the car. Sure. That'll, that'll be my next step after i mean i bought copies for my kids and and my mom so after the the five books i've sold that off I'm, I'm just fucking with you guys i, I honestly uh, I, I was shocked it, it's act, actually strong sales um pre-sale it actually doesn't drop till um tuesday uh may 4th but yeah um, yeah i i have to talk to my publicist about about that because i'm sure people want to hear I, I would definitely have to throw in some f-bombs and all that so <laughs> oh yeah big time no i mean i saw when you look at the cover of the book and the title i mean god i can see that thing at fucking airports oh yeah for sure it just it just looks like it just fit like fits yeah perfectly yeah what if it, it, just, like, it just looks right like it, it really steps up your game i mean you know, people actually, uh, a lot of people are shocked because they, you know, they, they thought it could, I couldn't do it. And I, but yeah, yeah, no, I mean, that's why I said any, anybody, anybody can do anything they want, whether it's write a book, write a screenplay, their own movie. You know, that that's what the, the book is about, because, I mean, everybody told me I couldn't open up my own business or I couldn't graduate college. I, I mean, I was written off so many times from like, I mean, they thought I couldn't speak English for the Dade County public school system. And they had me in Esau because I was such an introvert for three years. And then like um, my 
my amazing junior high principal told me it'd be a cold day in hell when I graduated college. And not that I needed college, but he fucking gave me rock fuel. And the day that I did, gra- I did graduate, it was snowing outside. So, Wow. Oh, in Louisiana? Yeah. yeah ah. Louisiana. Wow. But you, is, you realize, like, don't you look back at all these negative people and aren't you kind of grateful for them? Oh, I am because I was like the most complacent. Like, I, I, I was sleeping through junior high. Well, I slept through high school, but the only thing that always did motivate me was proving people wrong. And, like, I mean, trust me, it, what I learned in college, I, I learned how to pick up chicks, uh, I learned how to drink real real strong alcohol and the fucking sell myself and, and all that. But yeah, I mean that writing this book, uh, you know, have, having doubt, proving doubters wrong. I mean, like what you guys said, we all had doubters. What, what happens is most of, most of us don't even start because we let someone else shit on our dreams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Recently I got, I remember I was on a FaceTime with this girl and, and like, look, anytime somebody tells me about anything they're doing creatively, I'm like, oh, cool. Right. You know, that that's awesome. Maybe deep down, I think it's tough. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would never say that to somebody like, hey, do your, do your fucking thing. And she was telling me, she's like, I have this board game. I'm like, that's cool. Like, I don't really, you don't hear that very often. Mm-hmm. And she like pulled it up on the phone and like was showing me. I'm like, cool. Yeah. And then like, I say that I have a podcast. Look, we're not fucking Mark Marin, but like yeah. we have a fun little thing with a nice audience. Yeah. And she's like, how's that going for you? I'm like, fuck you. Like, yeah. No, what, seriously. What a fucking, what a <laughs> shitty thing to say. Yeah. We're, you know how it's going? We're going to roast your stupid board game. <laughs> Yeah. On it, I was like, what a, "That's how it's a going." Rude, rude thing to say. <laughs> How's that going for you? Pretty fucking fun, actually. Yeah, I have a great time with it. We actually fucking have a lot of people to listen, so it's going pretty well. Yeah, we have a CBD sponsor. Like, I could have just lit your <laughs> fucking board game up, like. Yeah, I, I could have gone off, but I would never do that to you. Yeah, your board game doesn't have a CBD sponsor. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It was just like but a crudely so drawn game on like a piece of fucking construction paper. Yeah. But you see, we're the bigger person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I was like, I was like, oh, this is the second yeah. date's not having in here. Yeah. Yeah, we're not going to be playing your board game. No, you, unfortunately, you will not be coming over to take our CBD Pachamama. No, I'm going to stick to Parker Brothers. Yeah, <laughs> and, and play your board game with oh, uh, with our Pachamama no, like sponsor. She sealed her fate on that one. And and God, you know, you wish you could just be like later, but I was like, I stuck it out and talked to her for like I don't know, maybe like 40 more minutes, and I was just like, mm-hmm. Yeah, she ain't it. <laughs> she ain't it. Yeah. yeah, but but the thing is, I mean, she was trying to fucking boost her ego. By shitting on you and all that. But the thing, I don't care if somebody has a podcast with only five listeners. It's five more listeners than she has. A, a podcast, a person throwing out a podcast has more courage to say, fuck it. You know what? Yeah, not, not all of us are going to be in the iTunes you know, top ten. But you know what? It, every, everything follows a niche. Every, there's, there's a voice. There's for everything there's raving fans for everything you just have to find it i mean there's millions of people out there there's millions of podcasts out there and you know what yeah you're not fucking gary v but i'm not listening to gary v i mean i i told you i listen to you guys i love your memes and all that i mean at times when i wasn't even on i I go on instagram just to just to look at the funny guys posts 
Yeah. And you know, it, what's interesting is um, this, this concept of like, okay, so say someone's like, you know what, I want to be a filmmaker or something like that. And it's like, okay, well, and when you go for that and you may not get there, but if you're expressing yourself in that way mm. and you're going for that big thing and you're feeling the passion for it, something else is going to kind of come your way and be like, and it's, and it's kind of like, I see where you're going, but you're kind of this and, and we're going to kind of give you this instead. Mm. And it's when you're on that path, when you're kind of following that impulse to do something that's like against the grain and out of the ordinary that usually something other unexpected and cool is going to kind of come your way yeah oh yeah i I had uh i grew up with a buddy elementary junior high and high school and he left to the city of angels to become an actor well he got his uh screen actors guild card and all that he was a character actor in a few flicks and all that nothing major came back went to law school found his wife has a couple of kids and all that. And, you know, I, we talk once in a blue moon and I talk to my other buddies and it's like, you know, he had the courage to do that. And you know what, at the end of the day, he was in the, he was in way more movies than I'll ever be. And like, you know, he, he went for it and was he successful to me? Yeah. Because totally. he, he, had, he had the balls to go out there. He did it. He was in a few movies. He didn't want to be a character actor, but that's all he could get. And he came back, and you know what? He's happily married. He's got a couple of kids and all that. So to me, it's success. I mean, it would have been worse if he would have had, you know, he's 48 now, and he'd have all this regret of, oh, my gosh, I could have gone out to – I could have been a contender. He could have been, like, saying the lines of Marlon Brando and saying he's just a Joe Palooka now. But, no, he went out there. He had the courage to do it. And, you know, what what else is – and and, and I don't know. I mean, I hope we do more podcasts. And, and, you know, I'd love to – you know, if I'm in Miami, you know, we're going to be – we'll be drunk on you to to get you out to to go to South Beach with us, you know. But um, it's just this idea that, like, you threw yourself out there and, like, you – with the book or just with like the Instagram and somehow our, our stars crossed and it's like, you don't know where these things are going to go. And like, you know, um, camp good boy, we've got a CBD sponsor. (laughs) No, we can't. We just don't forget that we do have a CBD sponsor, (laughs) you know? And it's like, here we are. And you know, who knows who's hearing this or where it's going to go. But like just by in some crazy fucking way of us doing the podcast and you doing your thing, somehow we're now linked together and you know, we'll probably know you forever. And you know, as soon as, as this bullshit ends, I don't want to be all masked up and all that. Uh, I mean, I, I definitely want to hang out with you guys out in the city of angels. It's my favorite city. Yeah. I mean, Omar, you're going to be my best man when I get married. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's just one of those weird things. It's just like you throw things out there and you do things and it's like you, you're going to make these, and I'm not just, I'm just using us and, and, and like this as an example is like, you're going to make these unexpected connections that you would have never made. And you just, who the fuck knows where Mm. things can go. Right. You know, sure. I was in Dallas a couple of days ago um, because I, I went to – it was like the Obsessed Conference and all that. I, and I know the, the organizer, the owner and all that. And I'm like, hey, I want to be on stage next year. So I go over there and I'm sitting next to Tim Story for friggin' three, four hours. He's like casually talking to me like if – you know, we're just because we both wrote a book and it's like, holy shit. You know, deep down inside, I'm like, I'm like some idiot that grew up in a you know working class neighborhood in Miami and all that. I never thought I'd be hanging out 
and shooting the shit with, you know, the life coach of the stars. Yeah. And you know, what's cool. Like, um, and you know, I, I know your book is going to have a life and it's going to, ex- and take your, your, uh, your mission to the next level, but guess what you're closer to now? A second book. Oh yeah. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I'm actually working on a second book. See, that's what I'm saying. You're like, and then you're going to do that, and you're closer to a a third book, and you're Mm. closer to speaking engagements, Mm. and you're closer to, it's like, you know, this book will have its own thing, but what this is now is you're now that's much closer to your next adventure that you wouldn't be able to do without this one. Right. Totally. Well, you know, it's always about dream, dreaming, and dream big. You know what? The The bigger your imagination can get, you know, anything can happen. Literally. Totally. Yeah, I'm trying to think of other instances where I've been like, I remember there was that pub in Tribeca. Mm-hmm. I remember I would go there like once or twice a week because I actually genuinely liked that. I actually really liked that bar. Mm-hmm. And I remember, yeah, I was just when I was doing stand up, and the guy, it was, he was this like really like blue collar like bartender. And he was like, oh, you give something like that. <laughs> I was like, yeah. stop it, check. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. And then he was always like, like there was another restaurant that that served like better food than him. It was like mm-hmm. a gourmet restaurant. He was just like this Irish pub, and he was like, you know, I charge like eight eight dollars for my burger, and that other place charges sixteen dollars. It's like, do you not know that the, the idea of gourmet food? Yeah, but do you also realize <laughs> that they charge double and they make double the money? <laughs> and You're his dumb restaurant's fuck? closed. Yeah, and his restaurant's closed, and Bubby's is still open. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really. Is. So I was like, how long did you give this? <laughs> how long did you give Irish pubs? <laughs> it's not very long because you're sitting there worrying about my fucking the fact that i do stand up and like and he had a son who like went like a very like safe route and i'm sure he's doing great fine but i was like man like fuck you dude yeah, you're a loser <laughs> how and long your restaurant's you, closed that's like literally one of the most worst things you could say how long do you give something like that yeah oh man oh god he was such an asshole yeah <laughs> it's, it's fucking restaurants out there anymore was that it's like going to yeah. a wedding and looking at the happily married couple and go, so how long do you guys think this is going to last? Well, that's you know, actually that kind of, a, that's a more valid uh, question. Yeah, that is, yeah, <laughs> actually, yeah. <laughs> God, you know, you're better, if you're going after something mm-hmm. like creative or any, anything, like you're, if you're going like, after something that's kind of against the grain, you're kind of better off just like kind of being like a lone wolf. Oh, totally. And like not going, like you want, obviously you want to have like friends and people you hang out with, but like. You're almost better off like not going to weddings and like not going to fucking, you know, a Super Bowl party or I don't know. You're kind of better off just like, I'm just kind of doing well, my thing. That's why when it's only like going to be a couple years ago and people are like, are you guys still doing the writing thing? I, I, I don't even <laughs> engage. I'm just like, no, we opened a barbershop. <laughs> Yeah, totally. Oh, someone asked me that. I was like, yeah, because that's what they want to hear. And then it's, it's over. True. And it's yeah, like, right, and then right. you can go get your, do your thing in, in private. And it's like, and then they'll just see it when it, you know, it comes out or something. It's like, yeah, I just stopped. I just don't even engage with those people anymore. No. Yeah. No, well, right. it's fail, failure validates them. Yeah. When, when you fail, it makes yeah. them feel better. Like, Whew, you see those assholes failed. And you know, that's why I stayed on the sidelines. That's why I sit on my ass every day on the couch because I know, I know those dreams aren't us. And, and that's why everybody loves to hear 
you know, oh yeah, I I went out, I I tried to do this and I failed. And so there, everybody's hoping, everybody was always hoping to hear, yeah, you guys just packed it up and yeah, you you chased windmills like friggin' Don Quixote, but it just didn't work out. Oh man, yeah. those people hearing that you gave up, it's like heroin for well, them. And what's the best thing is, it's like then you know, two years later, it's like, oh yeah, I know, I saw that dude. He, I think he has a barber shop now. It's like, no dude, his movies in the <laughs> theaters right now with Ryan Reynolds and Sam Jackson. Yeah, he's not a barber. He just told you that because you're a fucking re- stupid person. <laughs> Good catch. <laughs> yeah, it says someone who did the same thing to me like a year ago. I was like, no, we opened up a cheese shop. Yeah, and they're yeah. like, oh, I love cheese. I was like, oh, you weren't that excited when I said I wanted to write movies. Right. You know, but yeah, you're, you're, they're like, but I cheese. can deal with it. Oh, they've got a cheese shop. Oh, oh good, good for him. Oh, yeah, all right. That's really sick. Which actually, I feel like oh, for trying to write a movie, it's way easier than trying to open up a fucking cheese shop. Yeah. Like, that doesn't seem fucking easy at all. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, and, and oh, also people always want to shit on the artist. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and that's why, hey, you know what? I, I mean, when somebody's like, do you like this song and all that? It's like, hey, it's not my song. It's, it might not be my style and all that. But, you, you know, it, it, it can be um, wet ass pussy or whatever. Do I do I like the song? Fuck no. But, hey, you know what? I didn't write it. I can't write a fucking song. And plain and simple, and, and that's why any movie. I mean, I love movies, whether it's friggin' be- well, except for the Ready Red, except Redman. for Redman <laughs> films. Yeah, because because he, he at least he's his movies consistently, and I, I've I've got a, a hard time going to sleep. I've got I mean I can't, but I remember trying to watch that weekend with Marilyn or something like that that I, I rented it, and it was like holy shit, like two nights in a row, I I fell asleep, and it was like. And, and I'm an insomnia, a major insomniac, and I'm like, fuck. So, yeah, like, at least he's consistent. But most movies, I mean, you got to say, that's, you know, well, maybe not Domino with Bridget Nielsen, like, from 30 years ago or something like that. But, yeah, I mean, art's art. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eddie Redmayne's just listening to the podcast, <laughs> and he's like, fuck those guys. I'm going to go get another Oscar. <laughs> Yeah, probably. Definitely, hey, 100%. He's, he's laughing all the way to the bank. And oh, yeah, Red Red's like, fine. It, yeah, I mean, uh, they, we all laugh and all that, but hey, he's got raving fans. Well, look, you, all, we all can still, guys. you can still hate. Yeah, I mean, that's, oh, that's yeah, not going to too carried away. You can yeah, it's, it's, not like, it's not like he fucking cares what, what my opinion is. <laughs> yeah. And his English ass accent, he'll be like, oh boy, you should see my bank account. Maybe I'll, I'll have my agent. Uh, email you my my numbers and you know he's got results and and it's yeah dude you have the numbers but you saw well it's it's actually funny because we we're we're spending a lot of time talking about you know how like negative people can put you down and they like don't take you seriously meanwhile we've got about 140 episodes under our belt (laughs) literally (laughs) built on the fucking like ripping ons of like anything (laughs) under the sun that we right 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 but but it's not it's all tongue in cheek. Yeah. I mean we we not none of us out here are dream stealers. We're not we're not shitting on people. It's not like I, I randomly go up to strangers or I go on Instagram and somebody's like, Hey, I, I wanna be an entrepreneur and I just opened up I don't know, I, I opened up my yogurt 
store. It's not like I send them DMs going, ha ha, you're going to fail. <laughs> yeah. No, see, that's the thing. Like, you can still, you can, you can, you can not like something and talk about it, but like discouraging somebody from. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, but, but there's so know. many people out there. Like, like I, I hear it already. It's like there, there's pre-sales and they're like, Oh, so how many books did you sell? And it's because they want me to go, well, you know, as of right now, it's just, I bought two copies, so I'm I'm up to three sales. That that's what instead of just who gives a fuck how many are, are you well, my account? That's the thing. Also, it's like they don't get. It's like it's about the adventure. It's about everything you went through writing the book and all the people that you made and all the and, and actually as I was reading your book, I remember thinking I was like this was also an exercise for Omar to just more fully understand his own his own self and his own journey. And that's why I say that thing is in terms of whatever happens with the book. It's the value has not, nothing to do with the sales or anything like that. You, you it awakened something in you, and mm-hmm. like you learned something about the world. You learned something about yourself. You can share that with other people. But you you took a journey and an adventure, and uh, there's things that you're probably not even cognizant about that have that have improved your life exponentially just by writing that first sentence. And it was very therapeutic too. Totally. It was, it was- yeah. I mean, to, to me, I, it, it was, I mean, the book takes place 20 years ago, mm-hmm. uh, and, but it, it was relevant. I mean, I, I had to go through a lot of the stuff through like uh, a major breakup and all that. So I, I was right. I mean, it, it was fueling me and it helped with, with the book and all that. But, but yeah, I, I would have to say it's very therapeutic and you know, the stuff that I'm, I'm just, a, we're all fucking human. We're all flawed. We all have our own issues, our own demons and all that. And when people read it, you know, it, it's, it's in my voice. I mean, if you know me or you don't know me or you've seen the video, it's like, yeah, that, that's actually, that's actually the way he talks. Well, I, I actually say more f bombs and all that than I do in the book, but yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's the there. There is a difference between like because I don't think I'm a hater. I just I just like if there's something I don't like, I just like talking about it. Well, like, and, and movies what, I take movies seriously. And like, that's what, when somebody puts themselves into the public domain, they are sort of there for you to break it apart. And, yeah. and that's what art is. You can criticize it. You can mm-hmm. learn from it. You can love it. You can hate it. You can hate the performer. You can love the performer. That is sort of an agreement that someone goes into mm-hmm. when they step into the public domain. So if you're, if you're, if you're like, um, Corey Feldman and bitching about the fact that people are making fun of your like band where you're dressed like an angel and you can't handle that. Well, like buddy, you should not have done that. I, I look, I deal with fucking negative comments on memes all the time. Yeah. Well, but I, I'd rather have somebody be like, Yo, your your podcast fucking is trash. Then be, then then having to deal with the person be like, how's that going for you? Yeah, that's never listened to it, right? Or like, you sure you want to do that? I'd rather have someone just be negative. It's like, okay, well, I don't fucking care. Like, cause I, cause I oh, criticize shit. Like, and, I don't, like, and actually when you, you know what, another thing Omar is getting back to like, you know, going through those things in high school or even like if you get criticism from the book or people hate on the podcast, you get, you get, start to get used to it and yeah. then you don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> right, yeah, and then right. you just, you, you have to break through that threshold of like, and then you can, you know, get to that next level mm. of not oh, getting, exactly. cause it's dangerous when you don't give a fuck. And then that's when you're, you're, you're in, you know, you can kind of, you're capable of doing a lot more. It's but dangerous you know when you, you don't bo- give a fuck. No, it's, it's dangerous to, it's in, in a good way. Like oh, it's yeah. a dangerous level yeah. of, you know, but, but also when people do shit on you and you have haters, that means you've arrived. Yeah. That means 
that people are actually they actually have an opinion of you. Now, when people are indifferent, nobody has anything to say, positive or negative. That means you're like in obscurity, Bill. And you know, I'd, I'd rather have people say, "Oh yeah, you know what? His books suck, or he's full of crap. Uh, I hate his videos. I hate this. I hate that about him." Because at least they have an opinion of me. At, at least, and you know what? I'm not. I'm not Disney World. I'm not here to try to get everybody to love me and you know what not everybody loves disney world and i'm not starbucks and not everybody loves starbucks so the thing is a lot of people want to play safe and want everybody to love them well i don't sell fucking ben and jerry's ice cream so i can give a fuck really about what you know the small minority of people out there think about me right <laughs> not mic drop <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. Like, yeah, they're, uh, the, the negative comments on, on like memes are, it is kind of good training because they, they happen. It's just, I'm just like, well, sorry. I, sorry. You got left out in the cold on this one. <laughs> I'll get you on the next one. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck you want me to say. Like, yeah, especially when a lot of people like liked it. Right. It's, and it's like, there's this one dude who's like, he didn't like it. I'm like, well, what do you want from well, me? Also it's, like, think about the fact that that person <laughs> took time to, to like, spread negative vibes out mm. to you and that and that comes back to them because that means that they're in a negative place and their life is probably miserable that they have to go on camp good boy <laughs> yeah. to fucking feel like just a <laughs> fucking micro fraction that, that's better about them is, like yeah. oh, i was having a shitty day but i just left a negative comment on camp good boy so uh things are going pretty good but no but I, pretty good i'd rather again i'd rather deal with that than the fucking like so why don't you give something like that I'd rather deal with that guy than, than, than the condescending mm. people when you're trying, when you're starting something for sure. Yeah. Haters. It's, it's almost like <laughs> for more. Well, it's like, you know, cause the, the, like the movie comes out June 16th and it's, it's chock full of movie stars. It'll be a big summer blockbuster. It's like, how long do you give something like that? You know what? 20 years I gave it. Well, there's that. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. It's true. <laughs> 20 yeah. years. And it's like, you know what? I'm not thinking I'm, I'm much happier. Like 20, 20, I'm not looking back in the last 20 years being like, Oh man, I wish I'd stopped 13 right, right. years ago. Yeah. No. Yeah. God, if, I, if only I'd gone to that spotted thing, <laughs> God, those eggs Benedict <laughs> instead of, uh, no, like I, yeah, it, that God, you know, I mean, this isn't fucking breaking news, but like it's really all about the journey. Yeah, it's about the journey. <laughs> the journey yeah. is actually really but, fun. But it is. I mean, you guys appreciate it mm-hmm. uh, completely. I mean, uh, everything that's worth a damn, you have to fucking fight for. You have to. You have to put in your dues. You have to put in your time. I mean, the guy that that goes out to Muscle Beach and looks friggin' chiseled, that took time. And you know what? He can do whatever the hell he wants, but that's that was his journey. It, it didn't start from day one. But the thing is, uh, everybody just wants shit now. And yeah, that'd be fine and dandy, but that's not how life works. No. No, it does not. No, it would... Uh, I would hate if... Because uh, there was a time when we, when we first moved out here, I was fucking obsessed with like our work and like what was going on with it. And if it had happened immediately... Ah, I would have. I don't know if I would have liked that. Yeah, because like we went down to Venice and fucking created Camp Good Boy. Well, that's like, the that. And when you look back on the journey, you're like, oh my god, I'm not even thinking about like, oh, if I was at a movie premiere eight years ago, I'm thinking about like all the great. 
people and that yeah. came from that journey right to now and then it's not and also it's one of these other things i don't know how you feel about this omar but it's like it, letting like having the 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 mission and going for it but then also kind of like letting go of the outcome or what could potentially mm. come from it, mm. it there's a power in that and i always find that the more det- i was more needy back then and things yeah. were happening and then when i kind of let go that's when it's that's when the things all start to happen yeah, and, right. and i'm in and you're in like an emotionally level place to accept it and i'm not like manic about it yeah because i used to be well, manic about yeah. it and, and it's, it's interesting jo- joseph campbell has an interesting quote where because he's all into the the hero's journey and, and all your journeys and stuff like that and it's basically the journey will present itself to you based on the manifestation of the person that you are at that particular time in your life mm. so whatever your whether it's your book or whether it was like oh doing writing a smoothie king or or whatever is next each one of these things is a reflection of the person that you are right now Every, and this is the journey that you are meant to be taking right now and then yeah. tomorrow you'll get another one mm. you know based Based on uh, based on the person that you are, and so right. I think if you do spend time to like cultivate yourself and and you know become a better person, you're going to get a different opportunity to to do something. And it might not be massive, or it might be you know this, but it's exactly a reflection of the person that you are at this particular time. And not having those films made that we wrote, you know, eight years ago, we weren't ready. You know what I mean? But but you were ready yeah. for it was a building block. Yeah, right. You know, because I yeah. God, that Joseph Campbell, he's just full oh, of, he gets it. He's full of just like wisdom. Yeah. That guy. He, he, he wrote Apocalypse Now, didn't he? Oh, uh, no. He, well, no, that's, um, that's, uh, Heart of Darkness is, um, that's Luther Campbell from Two Life. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was Luther Vandross. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. Luther Campbell wrote, um, Wait, he wrote Apocalypse Now. John Millie's. No, no, no. but the, the book. Um, oh. It's the book. Uh, another different Campbell. Yeah, Joseph Campbell's oh, I all. I knew it was something Campbell. You see, I, I'm, I'm not a scholar. Here with a thousand friends. But, but you guys are completely right. I, I think once you, you let go, a lot of times we hold on. We hold on to our past. We hold on to to our pain and all that we hold on to this 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 little hope that of, of, of all this fear but if you let go of, of the past if, if you let go of it, it's like the person that holds on to that twenty dollar bill because they think that's their last twenty dollars once you let go of all the bullshit once you let go of the pain the suffering the trauma and all that bullshit you know, life just be, opens up doors. Dude, the universe shows you an endless possibility. And you know, I'll, I'll send, I'll give you a metaphor to sort of elaborate on that is like, think about when you're in a relationship with a needy person, Ooh. you don't want to, uh, you don't want them. No, you don't want no, them. And so even if, it's a if you're a needy person yeah. with your goals and stuff like that, oh, yeah. the universe or whatever we're t- telling you, it doesn't want you. Yeah, no, it's true. But if you have an awesome boyfriend or girlfriend mm. who's like, cool in their self and is like gives you your space and like wants to have the the relationship but isn't like knocking on your door and showing up unannounced and texting hey <laughs> with nothing else <laughs> oh, or like i'm not friends with with dudes that just text me yo dude with nothing else yeah just no. yo dude yeah. like i'm not because what am i getting into? i don't want to be with needy mm. weird energy mm. and that is the same exact that applies directly to what you need if you're writing that book omar and it's like i need this to be great i need this because if it's not great i'm nothing it's like dude you're not going to get that that's not going to fucking happen right well that would be the biggest disappointment i i wrote it just to for the information I, I wrote it to let it go out there and if it helps five people six people then by all means to me it was a success i i don't have any i, I don't think i'm going to be 
opinion on England with J.K. Rawlings. I don't think I'm going to be in Bangor, Maine with friggin' Stephen King. Mm-hmm. But never know. And if, if if either or wants to hang out with me, by all means. But that wasn't my motivation wasn't for because when you you do shit like that when you're like well i'm doing this because i, I want the pulitzer or I, I i want the fame i want people to adore me and want my autograph and all that that shit never works and you but, know you know what omar sometimes when it does work you get those things and because it came from a place of need and you assigned all this like uh, value to what you thought it was going to fulfill usually that person is sitting in a room with their oscar and being like wait a second why am i not happier Exactly. Yeah. Amen. It's just like, yeah, no, you can't, you gotta, you gotta find that, that internal happiness. You were, yeah. Oh my God. You really do. Yeah. I remember there was a time, there was, um, in our Pachamama CBD <laughs> is a, is a good place to start for that. Yeah, it really is. Uh, <laughs> especially because it's uh, multi-award winning and organically grown. Yeah. So those I mean, are, those are good places um, to start. And as you guys know, it's, uh, beyond being triple lab tested, Pachamama is clean label certified and purity awarded by the clean label project. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Single origin, one farm, one family plants of Colorado. Yeah. No artificial flavoring. They pair them with nutrient rich superfoods. Mm-hmm. Super guys. Foods. Yeah. And what if it did relax you? What if it did? What if it did? What if you did took and instead it's because there's a, there's a instead thing of hating on CBD, that, which a lot of people on the internet apparently do. There's yeah, a lot of like, CBD it. hate. Yeah. And what if it did work? Well, that's what I say when I take the t- tincture of CBD. I was like, what if this made me relaxed <laughs> as fuck? And it does. And it does. So if you go to uh, pachamamacbd.com, that's p a c h a m a m a cbd.com and type in camp 20 at checkout you're going to get you guessed it 20 percent off yeah. and uh yeah what if you did that yeah and omar where can people go to get the book and uh, what, your instagram is omar madrano 83 is it no 73 i wish i was 83 because then i'd be on 37 but i'm, I'm 47 <laughs> ah. so it's omar madrano um 73 they can buy the book uh directly on amazon uh it's self-published so what if it did work? Yeah. Uh, just going and, back. It, oh, go ahead, Armour. No, no. I was going to say, and like you guys should know, I'm, I'm always open. If anybody just wants to shoot the shit with me or has a problem or, you know, when it comes to business, personal development or anything, I'm sometimes I'm, I'm like the, the St. Jude of, of uh, when it comes to personal development, if somebody's really down in it, I'll, I'll fucking help them out. I love that. Because. All right, now you're going to get a bunch of psychotic Camp Goodboy <laughs> listeners sliding into your DMs. Hey, hey, if, 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 hey we're all like, like-minded souls. I'm, I'm always commenting on your shit because uh, sometimes it's just like so bold and so fucking in your face out there that, I mean, uh, I, I love it. I, I, I actually forwarded it to a bunch of my buddies, all the memes. Oh, that's great! Oh, if they appreciate yeah, it. but yeah, um, you know we're like-minded souls when it when it comes to that type of humor, to say the least. Amazing! How are the, how are the Smoothie Kings? Uh, well, shoot, I, I I've got sixty or, or ninety days. Uh, I I had to sell my stores. Uh, they obviously they don't they don't appreciate my my humor and they don't, they don't appreciate my outspokenness so i got a letter saying sayonara so <laughs> I, but you know what i don't care because at the end of the day fuck them 
And also, at the end of the day, you know, life, um, you know, life doesn't happen to me. It happens for me. It just means I've got bigger shit in store than selling fucking smoothies to people. Ah, fuck Smoothie King. I'm pretty sure that was a line in your book, too. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it yeah. Is. But, yeah, you, you, you guys can say that. I mean, uh, I mean, hey, they're... They were actually, I, I gave them a book. I gave them so much shit that, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, I, I do believe in karma and I, I do believe they'll, they'll all get a bad case of hemorrhoidal flare up <laughs> ah. uh, <okay. laughs> and, 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 and probably premature ejaculation. Hey, if they don't already have that. They probably do. I mean, I, I sometimes well, sure. do. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> nice one. Happens to the best of us. <laughs> Onward to bigger and better. Yeah. Um, well, dude. Second on, book. Yeah. On that note, how much time we got left? We got about two minutes. Two minutes. <laughs> That's right, folks. It's time for the Camp Good Boy shout out hour. Hey, Phil, who we give an Instagram shout out to you this week? All right. Here we go. I mean, premature ejaculation sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 oh, man. Not fun. Oh, well, I didn't realize Hank from Breaking Bad was in oh, the firm. He sure is. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Camp Good Boy shout out. Let's see what we got this week. Um, Hey, shout out uh, Whitewater Wolf. Shout out. Shout out. Um, hey, shout out uh, Rob uh, Schurer, 72. Shout out. Shout out. Um, hey, shout out uh, Wendy Lynn K. Shout out. Shout out. Um, hey, shout out Lil Saucy Potato. Hey, shout out. Shout out. Uh, hey, shout out Phil Monson. Hey, shout out. Shout out. Uh, two more. Hey, shout out Dr. Jab Zuda. Shout out. Shout out. And then last one, shout out Al underscore Espo. Shout out. Shout out, guys. Thanks for supporting the page. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the new Beverly reopening. Oh, yeah, finally. <laughs> Fuck yes. You can go see uh, great films again. Um, oh, yeah. I was going to say, like, uh, it was, like, maybe six years ago when we were living in Venice. I remember I outlined, like, what I wanted, like, like my new, like a New Year's resolution, and it was all about fucking our, our screenplays. And oh, I was wow. like I was like, that's all that's all i want yeah was, and i really had to like check myself be like all my goals were wrapped up in things that i couldn't control it's the fucking industry right it's up to them yeah and i was like wait a second no my priorities are way fucking mm-hmm. offline because yeah. it was like oh i want like if we could just get like a director on this thing and if we could just and i was like that's all i want there's yeah. got to be more shit that i want totally. like, it, it, it completely uh i was like oh my priorities are way fucking off mm-hmm. way off yeah. way 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 off i mean you can be like obsessed with it and like be really driven to succeed but like man you got to have a fucking life yeah <laughs> that is very true i mean you really do contrary to what i said when you're going for something and you, you kind of got to be a lone wolf like you do need like a, you, you need, need a hobby yeah <laughs> oh, you need friends you need to hang out no, you, need I mean, to... you do it's just everything in moderation right um anything else on your mind omar you want to uh you want to share uh, I just love you guys. Um, hey, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate all the love you guys. Uh, the feeling is definitely mutual. And, you know, when we finally flatten the curve, I definitely plan on going to hang out with you guys. We can do CBD. We can do other stuff. <laughs> yeah. We can do LSD. Yeah. Hey, well, hey, whatever. We got, we got, done that. there's cooler initials that we can, that we can do, uh, other than the CBD. But if you are going to do CBD, get some, punch punch, that would be hilarious. Omar, if you came out and just like, we just hung out. And just <laughs> like, I don't think there's no way people just sit around like dropping CBD drop. Yeah. Tongue. No. Yeah. But yeah. No, like jazz I, musicians I, doing I, heroin. I think together. after like, 
30 something years of, of the THC, it, it really wouldn't affect me much, anyways. Mm-hmm. I think no. I'd have to do the whole bottle. I'll, I'll go buy a bong from the tobacco store across the street. We'll take bong rips. We'll hit Mad Men, but I'm sure there's better dispensaries out there. I, I just know of Mad Men because I've been there. Nice. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Well, all right, man. Well, uh, be well. Hey, love you guys. Right back at you. Um, All right. All right. Stay safe out there. Stay safe out (laughs) there. We'll we'll talk to you guys next week. All right. Later, Omar. Later. Later. Thanks, buddy.